welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast for Andor Episode 7, Announcement. My name's Dan, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ed. Hello, hello. And Noma. Hello there. How are we doing today, boys? Up, um, you know, it's, it's a rough morning, because team lost to a team they shouldn't have. Ah, uh, <laughs> soccer. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Football. Uh, we're just going over the whole American, and yeah, I can't yeah, do that again. Yeah. I can't. No. <laughs> well, football. Um, yeah, but uh, Noah, you doing good? Uh, I'm alive. Awesome. This is an episode. This is another one. <laughs> it will. We'll have some things to talk about because this episode. I mean, it's hard to come back from episode six from how amazing that one was. It's had uh, some good moments. Good. Yeah, seven's definitely good. It's still solid. You know, we're not slipping back to the one to three. Uh, oh, thank but, God. Yeah, right. But there's a couple, there's a few things where I was a little bit like, eh, but we'll get into that. But Again, overall, I'm still enjoying it. More buildup, I think. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Ed. It's just how much buildup is enough buildup. True. Let the listeners know how and what the hell we're doing here. Well, how is that we record it using microphones and recording <laughs> software? Yep. My and webcams. Oh. They can't what? see that. <laughs> the what we do is summarize the Star Wars canon of this episode, which is in episode seven, announcement. Um, the story, we give you a quick synopsis about it. We tell you how it relates to the other canon material that's been out or it's going around. We have a little opinionated discussion on the episode. And as for where it fits in the timeline, this is all still five years before the Battle of the Avon, before the first Death Star blows up. Um, honestly, it's... It's a rough time period, but we're starting to see a lot of the changes that happen with the Empire and where they get where they get to by the time we get to episode four, where everything is just like you can look the wrong way and somebody's just like, Hey, what are you doing? Yeah. Mm. So it's it's an interesting episode and we see we see the one of the first, I guess, butterfly effects or the raindrops that drops in from everything that we've seen so far. And it's 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 a start. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely things we've seen in this episode. There's definitely things you've seen. Like there's people who translate Orabash. There's people who look at all these, who pause every two seconds and look at like the reflection in somebody's eye that shows somebody. <laughs> I was like, there's a whole ton of things. Like mm -hmm. you've been on Twitter, if you've been on Instagram, if you've, been, you've seen something. So please, we'll share what we know. We'd love for you to share what you know. There's a whole bunch of ways to get into contact with us. Norma, please let them know because I feel like this is going to be one where everybody's going to have something to say. Oh, yeah. And, sure. you know, we'll talk about our own predictions uh, that we got right and got wrong. And we did get one thing uh, that I ended up getting wrong that was uh, confirmed this episode. Uh, but, yeah, there's a whole bunch of different ways to contact us. One of the easiest is our website, which is voiceoftheforce.com. We've also got our merch shop, plugging it once again, which is shop.voiceoftheforce.com. We've also got an email. Email is connect at voiceoftheforce.com. Social media-wise, we're on Twitter and Instagram. The handle for both of those is at voiceforcepod. As always, retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets does help with growing our listener base and is very much appreciated. And you can listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and all major podcast platforms. Reviewing us five stars in a comment helps with visibility, and you can subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Thank you, Noma. And remember, you can buy and get your crop top hoodie from the store anytime. Yes, we have those. 
crop top hoodie for, for ladies they have like you know like crop tops where they go up to like they're just under the yeah cage. i understand that but where's the hoodie come it's, from it's literally like a long sleeve imagine a hoodie that just doesn't have the bottom part of the hoodie and it goes to like the rib cage like a like a crop so top. it doesn't have the pocket thingy yeah exactly and it's just like what a the hell is the point uh, yeah i want to be warm but i want to expose it's my sti- it's a style <laughs> okay if you want fair. one we have them we have them <laughs> and with that said let's get into the poster all right so Continuing a theme that we've been doing for quite a while here. Uh, this week, we've got uh, Deidre of the ISB, who may or may not be playing a bit of a role this episode. And uh, same kind of stuff that we have before. We've got the yellow, orangey, mostly orangey red smoke in front of her and behind her with another generic Imperial building and more silhouetted X-Wings flying over. Uh, same thing, deep red background, uh, a framing area that is kind of beigey kind of looks like it might be concrete something like that kind of still going with that this might be a resistance poster this might be resistance rebellion i really have to stop calling them that um you know just basically being like it could be a propaganda or it could be a cool poster um and we got the rebellion begins once again which is an interesting line because as we're kind of seeing here it's kind of already going on um yeah, overall, it's pretty interesting. I don't have much to say for this one because it's, I mean, if you've heard what we said about the last couple, it's the same thing. Uh, the only thing I guess I would say is that the filter is less strong on this one. It looks much more like an actual picture yeah. of the actress than it does um, like having it gone through a filter like mm-hmm. uh, Vel did in, in the last episode. They definitely put like the, the dark stroke line around her head, but like mm. everything else doesn't have a stroke line, which is really weird to me. It's just to accentuate the human, like, face, I guess? Yeah, it's it's not on the white, which is... Yeah, you're right. That's odd, because you think putting it there would make a pop even more. I think it's supposed but... to, like, blend the costume into the smoke, but also make her head stand out, because that's who she is, I guess. You know, I don't know. Yeah, and I guess they're using the black line to contrast it with the red, but yeah, it's, oh, true. it's an interesting choice. It's, like, barely around her hair. It's mostly, like, the side of her face and her chin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good Perfect poster. Perfect Wolfenstein poster, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. All she's missing is a hat, and then I've been like, Ooh, maybe, yeah. maybe not put this one up. <laughs> what? Are you saying the Empire are a Nazi allegory? <laughs> what are you talking no. about? No. <laughs> no, I've had this argument so many times, and I'm just like, listen, the way they portray it is different from the way I would do it. <laughs> well, yeah, because... The less subtle is the episode seven version where you have Huck screeching <laughs> to an army of white faced soldiers. Yeah, that was that was stupid. Who needs subtlety? Let's bring in a sledgehammer. What just happened to the okay, okay. I thought I was having some kind of weird episode. I looked at the it's like Andor episode seven announcement, like on top of the page, and it was all like messed up. Oh. Like, what just happened? Yeah. It was like highlighted but none. It was all like oh, yeah. Like, the font had completely changed. That's weird. I don't know. I'm going to do it so you can see what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think that about wraps up what we've got to say about the poster. Uh, this episode, we've got something a little bit different. It was directed by uh, Benjamin Karen Saron and written by Stefan Schiff. As always, if I mispronounce anybody's names, I apologize for that. Um. With that being said, I think that about wraps up what we've got, which means going ahead, all that's left is the spoiler warning. So, as always, we are going to be doing a quick synopsis and, uh, you know, then talk about everything. But we're going to talk as though you've watched the episode. If you haven't, definitely recommend pausing here, going to watch episode seven and then coming back. 
But without any further ado, here is your last spoiler warning. Spoilers be ahead. And with that, let's get into the episode. So once again, I'm going to kind of just break it down into each character's story because it kind of jumps back and forth a lot. Uh, we start with Cyril again, which was nice, and living in his hell that I very much sympathize with, uh, <laughs> of the the overbearing parental figure. And oh my god, again, we it's I love these conversations. They're written so well. It's it's such you know like bare vent like the venom is just there and clear but it's just hidden under that veil of politeness um where we've got him talking with his mom and his mom is is picking apart his appearance and the suit that he's wearing and he goes oh it's a designer suit and it's a brand suit he goes oh but you you tailor that and, you, and he goes yeah, i took it to a tailor yes and they, they have a huge conversation yeah. about what his color says and i mean it looks like his his Korosak one it's pretty clear that's what he he changed it to look like um, but she goes, oh, it says you look weak and you're screaming. Screaming oh, for attention. Yeah, screaming attention. Like, Goddamn, mom, jeez. I was expecting him to say, like, oh, I wonder why. I wonder if it was a problem with how I was raised or something. But he kind of just bites back. Yeah. Well, he's, he also he more gets distracted, I think. he we, we see him kind of leaving the argument to look at the news report. And uh, we get told about the Adani heist that happened and everyone cracking down on it. And from there, like I said, because I'll just focus on Zero for now. Uh, we go to the job that his uncle set up where he's working for some generic. Oh, and so this is the thing I was talking about up at the top where it is confirmed now. This isn't Morlana. He's on Coruscant. Um, so I was wrong about that. But he's kind of walking through talking with, uh, I don't know, generic guy who employs this big. I, I know it's not. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know it's not, but as a Warhammer fan, I was like, oh, they're in the Administratum. This is, for those who don't know, the Administratum in 40K is the bureaucracy section of it. And it's it's just, it's literally white-collar hell, where it's like you clock in and you just sit at your station for like 10 to 18 hours, and you just hit your buttons, and it doesn't even fucking matter if you do anything. You can literally die at the station, <laughs> yep. and they'll just replace you and put someone else in your spot. Sounds about right. Yeah, and like, depending on how grimdark you want to be... Welcome to they, corporate they, America. I mean, well, because it's Grimdark 40k, depending on how grim you go. I've read stories where it's like they fucking hurl the body into an incineration. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Power the or, systems as it goes. Yes, exactly, because they are a fuel source. Or they just let the corpse lie there, and the other guy just has to sit next to a corpse until the servitors take it away. Jesus. But that's Warhammer, not Star Wars. So we're slightly less Grimdark, where this is only just a corporate hell. Like yeah. You can just see, it's just like 150 workstations that are all out and open. Like, they look like even less... Um, like, blend in with every... Like, it's no, nothing special. It's like it, it future cubicles. Yeah, it, but it, it was even less privacy than like the Death Star, gu the Death Star oh, yeah. uh, Gunner Pete guys had in episode uh, four and six, I think, yeah. um, where it was literally they just were surrounded. Well, same thing as Rogue One, right? That little like circle terminal. But at mm -hmm. least those circle terminals, you couldn't see their legs, right? <laughs> like this one, you can see every like it's just all out. And I also love they have these Star Wars neckties. Yeah, that, like, are at the uh, collarbone or what do you call it? Clavicle. Clavicle. Yeah, clavicle down. Um, or like so solar, they, almost almost solar plexus, a little higher than that. Yeah, like j just above the diaphragm. Yeah, basically, I think. Um, but anatomy it was one on one for all of you who didn't know. <laughs> yeah, right. <Anatomy. laughs> like I had to learn it in school or something. Um, but yeah, so we got a little bit more of a conversation. Uh, the guy, the the uncle's friend, basically points out like, "Oh, Marlana won," and Cyril gives a bit of a speech about like, "Yeah, I got I got hurt for doing the right thing. I took the brunt of, of the bad stuff." 
and I want to get my record expunged with good, clean service. And uh, we kind of see, like, at least the guy's not a cold asshole. He's like, okay, we might make some edits to, to your record before we get you to work for us. Um, and then kind of goes on, and then the episode kind of ends... Uh, this episode ends with Cyril just in that <laughs> that just sad, sad space cubicle. Yeah. Just punching numbers and clearly hating it. Hating every um, moment. But, yeah, and so you never know. We might start to get a little bit into that, because with the end of the Cyril... Uh, part when he's watching the news report, we then get a cut to um, ISB command and there's the new emergency meeting going on. Uh, Patagaz is there and we got, I've got three issues with this episode. This is the first one because we get a character and my biggest gripe with this character was, and it's tough, but basically, uh, you know what? I'll I'll save my my stuff for the end of the synopsis. We get Yalaren. Uh, Yalaren's back and he's giving the briefing now, and uh, yeah, and as, as it was literally like, is that Yularen? Oh, the mustache. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's Yularen. I um, wasn't big enough. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah no, I was expecting handlebars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's giving a big speech on basically being like, oh, you know, we have to crack down on this. We need to. We're gonna implement uh, issues X, Y, and Z, and they're they all sound incredibly oppressive and overbearing. He's like, yeah, we're going to, uh, Palpatine's going to sma- uh, push through this legislature that's going to give us total command over everything, so you won't have any problem with naval or army assets. And we're kind of seeing, right? Like, we're starting to shift into the Tarkin Doctrine here. Uh, we even might get a reference to it, kind of like we were talking about last episode, right, with the the whole uh, Gormian, Gormian Massacre. It might be leading up to that, that kind of thing. Um, who knows? It might be interesting if we get uh, Tarkin in in this series. That'd be fun. But he 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 does that. He does his big harsh ISB speech, um, and then we kind of get a little bit of a switch here because it focuses on uh, Deidre at the end, and then uh, Lauren has this big thing where it's like this this is unacceptable. We want these these rebel actions uh, come to pass, and and we're gonna we're gonna crack down on them, and we're gonna. Uh, you know, do all the stuff. We get some other stuff uh, from the news reports and things. They they've arrested 134 Aldanians. Alda- I just assumed it was all the people who are at the temple. I don't know. Not to be, but it makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- we also learned that there was a tracker on the bulk ship um, that they're using to try and figure out where it went. And so from there, we switch to Deidre, and we get her view on it, which is she says we're playing right into their hands. And uh, here is like, what do you mean? Uh, and the conversation basically basically goes. Deidre says, uh, "ISB and everybody else is treating this like a robbery." And here it's like, "Well, what do you see it as?" And she goes, "This is an announcement." Oh, title, okay. roll credits. Um, and it's true, right? Because this is like a "We can't hurt you." Do not take us lightly. Um, so from there, we get another. Later on, we get a funny scene where she walks into generic office Z and uh scares a trooper who was or an officer was sleep straight up sleeping on the job and it's it's so great i love imperial sarcasm because she goes at ease and he (laughs) jumps to his feet (laughs) it's just the way she says you're sleeping at ease yeah at ease yes sir ma'am yes sir and then she goes your uniform because the top's coming yes sir ma'am it's completely caught off guard and so we get a thing where she basically says, like, I need you to do uh, get all sector info on all of these 
things that I've been looking for and, and all these star charts and paths and anything that's been stolen across the entire sector. She goes, can you handle that? And he goes, for yes. For the past two years. Yeah, for the past two years. <laughs> it's a huge undertaking, right? And it's yeah. and she's like, only send it to me. Like, do And it's it, it was one of those things where I was like, okay, you're a smart character and you're acting really dumb here. So unless yeah. this is a lure, this is very stupid. Mm-hmm. And so we see in the, the next scene with ISB, uh, they call the next meeting together and uh, part of Gaz is basically just ripping. I don't know his name, but the poor, <laughs> the the poor balding before. dude. Yeah. yeah who, who, who he was ripping dude. He is just he's got tenure, but he doesn't know apart. what the fuck he's doing anymore. Yeah. And so, he, <laughs> and so he's just like, oh, so you're still useless. And he's like, I'm trying my best. And he's like, oh, okay, let's get a Nord Mantel report on my desk by this time tomorrow. Like clearly just. Just tearing him down. Yeah, just just gr- absolutely shredding this guy. Oh uh, so he, he opens up, and there. Oh, he's got an, he's got an amazing line too, where uh, he he's basically like, "Oh, is this is the, is the situation as poor as I think it is?" And the guy's like, "Yes, sir." And he goes, "Oh, you agree with me? Oh, that's nice to yeah. hear." It's just like it's a different oh, change lo- of pace. Yeah, yeah, I love it so much. He's he's pulling off an imperial ISB agent so well, um, and so part of guys then talks. Uh, uh, talks to Blevin and says, "Oh, you got an issue as well." And Blevin starts to unveil his, you know, oh, his 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 big opening hand, where he's like, "Oh, Deidre's been doing all this stuff behind our backs, and she's still harping on about this issue that uh, you told her to drop." And Deidre's like, "You never said that. Yeah. You said I had to come back with solid proof and intel instead of gut feelings." And part of guys is like, "Oh." You do have you have that presentation here and she goes yes and blevin knows that and he and again right like we're getting I, I, part of guys he the the actor does such a good job of just being that like i i i am controlling the flow of everything because he goes like there's a pause and he just goes okay thesis please yeah <laughs> you, you just told me you have the information don't just stand around act you know posturing and, and being dramatic except so he's, he's still doing the same thing exactly. so he gets to do it yeah <laughs> this is my get, show i get to do this yeah because mm-hmm. we get we get the same thing from blevin at one point because part of guys is is asking him something and blevin says at the risk of repeating ourselves already yes j- just so you can be like please don't rip into me as well yeah um, and so uh deidre kind of lays out all of her stuff where she goes look i have proof that there is a, that the rubble cells are acting on a large scale. They are trying to get something together. This is how they were able to carry out the operation. And she even points out, she's like, yeah, things are happening across multiple people's jurisdictions. Do you think? And it's ballsy too, because she goes, "Do you, they're, they're not going to ignore our sector limits. And one of the guys goes, but Partagas is the one who drew up those sector lines. And she goes, yeah, I'm not saying that's the problem. I'm saying the problem is the rebels don't give a shit whose jurisdiction they're working within. Sir. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she said that she gets like, caught up in the moment, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then kind of brings us all back. But it is very much like, yes, I understand that you've drawn out responsibilities for all of us. The rebels don't care. It's going to be across multiple sectors, mm. sir. Yeah, like you said. And and you see part of Gaz is like, oh, she gets it. She's seeing the bigger picture instead of, you know, the thing that Blevin tried to pull, which is, haha, this person's not acting within our ranks. So yeah. Our jurisdiction, yeah. Yeah. And so part of Gaz goes like, okay, cool. The Moana sector is now Deidre's because clearly Blevin doesn't care. Well, that's not what is actually happening, but it's what he says, basically, right? He's yeah. like, well, clearly you're preoccupied with things, so we'll give it to her. And, uh, and he basically goes, like, thank you for an entertaining session. Yeah. Uh, and then says, you know, I need to speak with you. For yeah. 
and it's a very very short conversation. I thought it was going to be some big really like oh, yeah. thing about well done, but right? it's like, it basically was though because he's just like yo, yeah. you say it, it's here. You yeah, it. good. Oh, uh, appreciate it. But yeah, she goes like, or yeah, part, uh, part of guys basically goes like, oh, good job. Watch your back. And then just leaves. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it makes sense, right? Like, you know, just getting the stuff it, that she wants. It was so fucking poignant, though. Where it's just yeah. like, watch her back. And it's like, she's like, sir. Yeah. It's like, yeah, because Clevin's going to come running out of Everyone room. is. Like, yeah. yeah. And everybody else is going to be like, well, she's willing to step on us to get there. So, yeah, it's, it's a. I hate that, though. And that's the. Mm. It's like, okay, you're part of the Empire and you just saw somebody do that. Why? Because they fucking stuck around and did work instead of whatever mm. the fuck they did. Just work. That's it. <laughs> it's not a good then, work environment, man. But, but no, it's just like, I'm here and I run things. I'm just going to be mean to people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because they're being mean right back to her first. That's the it's thing. She tried to go fucking... about it the right way through the yeah. right channels. And he's like, no. Watch your it's ball. probably what fucking Baldy guy does the whole time and not his actual <laughs> work. So when it comes time to do shit, so, you, aren't you getting tired of getting ripped apart in these fucking meetings? Everybody else is incompetent. Well, have you ever thought that maybe you weren't doing anything? <laughs> the best part about that meeting, though, was at the beginning when Blevin speaks up the first time. He's like, oh, Blevin, is it the same as the before? Like, everything's going well. It's like, yes, sir. Everything's going mm. great. And then it becomes ending of him just getting shit on and things removed from his plate. Yeah, it's like, just... oh, nice falling for a trap completely but it's also interesting uh because we get to see here that you know the empire at this point basically does run it is authoritarian but it's also a meritocracy it's a very much a meritocracy yeah. but the one thing that proves her right in this case is because if you recall back to when he was on ferrix mm-hmm. and he's looking around he's just like oh my god and the guy comes up he's like can i change my name and he's like i don't care just get it done it's like you can clearly see it's like he doesn't want to be here doesn't want to yeah the only thing you're losing in that room is prestige. You don't give a damn that you just lost a sector other than that. You'd be like, shit, I don't have to do that stuff. Anymore. Yeah. You yeah. should go to her office and be like, thanks. <laughs> Anything yeah, else like, you wanna you wanna hash out in there so we can make each other look good? Like you scratch your belly, you scratch my at that nah. point I think and she'd just be like watch the ladder. office. Yeah. yeah. And if it was if it was a more positive meritocracy, we we might get to see that. But it's interesting, right? We get to see like the big downsides of having that kind of authoritarian meritocracy. Yeah. Where it's like yes absolutely backstab and step over people to get ahead you have to because you will get backstabbed and if yeah. you don't have 20 like you need batman contingency for everyone yeah, <laughs> yeah right. because if you do not that that one person pocket. will come through and be like <laughs> but the, the 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 cigarette you threw out on that side of the street happened to have this one thing and you got so fuck you mm-hmm. seriously yeah. and it's interesting right it, it's kind of mirroring the falls of certain other empires that had a similar yeah uh, kind of governance but yeah that kind of ends a little bit the imperial uh side of the story we got a little bit more coming in but the other two as we switch to the more rebellion uh side of things is we've got our luthan and mon mothma side which is interesting because we're starting to get into some uh some kind of murky waters and uh the the first part that we've got is uh we see luthan and mon are starting to have a falling out because as much as I think we all kind of assumed that Mon Mothma knew what was happening, it turns out she had no idea. Luthen didn't tell her a thing. Yeah. So she shows up with the driver. It's very poignant to him this time, because I guess we need a, to not run through the same excuse as last time. She's like, I'll be a second. Just stay by the car. Just shut up. Go away. Um, brings the thing back, gives the excuse, goes into the shop. Luthen's still putting on his whole act. And they have a big argument, which is basically Mon Mothma saying, what the hell did you do? 
do you have any idea what you've done? Everything I've just been working on is basically worthless now. And so many people and, are going to get like killed or hurt. Yeah, and he's like hurt, killed and hurt. And Luthen is starting to go down the partisan route, which is interesting. Yeah. I wasn't expecting this shift, but he goes like, yeah, people are going to get hurt. This is a rebellion. He said, I'm counting on it, right? Yeah. 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 He's a hundred percent understanding that. Yeah. The more they crack down, the more people are going to want to rebel because they don't like under this what was his line he says they've been choking us so slowly that we we've forgotten and yeah, not noticed but now used to it yeah, yeah now we got them bringing the hammer down and like now we we actually feel it and see it yeah, yeah. and like, he, he also shit. says you're not angry at me you're just angry because i'm saying this yeah mm. right it's the things you know and don't want to admit oh, yeah man. that's yeah. a good scene it's super i love that mm. it's it's so perfect and Oh, and he also has a line because he's holding the mace that oh, they yeah. were talking about in the first episode. And he this goes, is a weapon you don't use. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. The, yeah. Are you saying? No, no. It's, it's, it's I don't fine. have yeah, it as quote for quote. It, it's, it's, uh, and I don't fully remember it either, but it's basically, he says something along the terms of like, tell me a weapon that's never been used as he's holding the mace. It's such, mm. it's, it's a little bit heavy, but it's such a beautiful kind of like, yeah, we were setting up a spy network. Yeah. What do you think it's going to do? give us information that we can use to do stuff yeah. and do the infiltrations and, and like oh, actually you we know. just wanted to hear what they were saying why yeah and it's interesting too because we get some more stuff it's so well done but then we, we get some more stuff that goes back to their first argument in the first argument Luthan was complaining about money yeah right? mm -hmm. wasn't getting enough funding and any of this stuff and now he's going well i got the funding you basically just said i have to deal with it i dealt with it yep. you don't like the reason why Maybe you should have more. Maybe you should have been able to help me with money. And we learn from Mothma's perspective later on. She was trying. Uh, yeah, she was. She couldn't do anything. Um, so that kind of ends that part. And then we get another little section where we got Clea, um, and Clea goes to meet with Vel. In uh, it took me a minute to feel time. like that was her. I didn't realize she, like she cleaned up really well. She's Holy pretty, shit! Yeah, yeah. she's pretty. <laughs> yeah, going from that kind of like stuffy attendant to like. Yeah, stunning Coruscanti woman. Yeah, it was a really nice chair. But we also got some cool things. My sheep herder. I immediately thought of the Thieves Guild from Skyrim because oh. I played that game too much. But yeah. she stops at one point on this little marking that's clearly like a you know, uh, this way. Yeah, go this way. This I didn't notice that. Blah, blah, blah. You did. Yeah, oh, I did. Circle with the line through it on the on the ground. It's I when she kneels that. down or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, she looks straight down at it, and then it's a re and it's a really nice shot because then when she turns and walks, you kind of see the reflection. From the ceiling. Oh, it's really, and it's it's basically really like the Mandalorian thing, right? With covert. Kind of, yeah. So you didn't need a helmet or thermal vision. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was, was just like, written out. It was graffiti, like so cool. um, yeah, tiny, tiny, so no one would notice, right? But so they meet up uh with uh Vel. I don't know, I already figured her name, Clara and Vel. Yeah. Um, and they have their little meeting, and we basically the rundown basically is Luthen doesn't care that ever that so many people died uh and we get an interesting little tidbit right because uh clara's like oh i am the one who recruited Tam uh tamarin um and nemec it's unfortunate but his work lives on and Vel's like that's it and clara's like yeah i mean uh luthan i was supposed to say stellan uh luthan had doubts about skiing i guess they're gone now and uh, then Vel talks about um, Cinta. Like, is she okay? Have you heard from her? <laughs> Clara's very cold. Like, she's doing what she was told. Stop sending her messages. Yeah. <laughs> stop. I think she meant, like, like, stop sending, like, stop, like, don't, like, even meeting right now is a problem. Like, well, it creates, she, yeah. 
Yeah, well, because the line is uh, receiving messages is just as dangerous as sending messages. Yeah, right? OK. So it's like so the the I guess the unspoken part is the she's not answering you because she would put herself in jeopardy. Interesting. She OK, because right? I took it a different way. I, I took it as oh, you okay. wanting to meet up, sending the message and set, coming here to tell me something is as dangerous as me to come here to receive it. Is how I took that conversation. Oh, okay. But maybe it's a, a you double can, entendre. You yeah, both. yeah. I was just thinking that like that's cool. She was sending the messages, but Luthen was intercepting them and being like, "Oh, yeah, that could have also that been could be too." Yeah, he's, he's been listening on that frequency so lot, so much. And that's why she's there just to be like, "Stop doing it." <laughs> she will not contact yeah. you because she's not getting them because we have to stop them because they can't leave planet. Yeah. Stop it. And it's just like, oh, yep. Okay. Yeah, and that's all. That's also very true. I'm gonna steal um, a freighter and go back for myself. You the fuck you will. <laughs> yeah, right. And so we get in a little bit more. Also, yeah, sorry, not Clara, Clea. Um, they we have a little bit of a talk about the money, and they basically say, like, yeah, the money's already been taken care of. We appreciate it. Uh, the transport's gone, no one's gonna use it. And Clea's like, Are you sure? Because I've seen plenty of these kind of spy things where it's like, Yeah, yeah we're not using the tech anymore, and then we they still are because it's here. easy tech. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they have that, and then she gives her a new assignment. Uh, Clea gives Vel the new assignment, which is Cassian Andor knows about Luthen, loose lips and ships. Yeah, do what you got to do. Uh, and it's like, oh, so now we're getting we're getting a little bit more of an insight on why maybe Cassian doesn't trust the Rebellion, right? Or Jin or anybody. Um, kind of makes a little bit more sense. So then we also get another dinner party with Mon Mothma at the house. Good times, um, man. No, it's not. Sure. <laughs> and we, we get her, the, the majority of it is her talking with a friend that we've never met before. His name is Tay Colma. Um, and we get from snippets of the conversation, like, oh, you know, childhood friends went to the same school. Blah, 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 blah. He's a banker. She's a senator. Uh, Tay hates Coruscant. We get a lot of the things where he's like, oh, clearly she's the pro-imperial, annoying, humanitarian senator. And that's what he thinks of her, right? They're having a bunch of talks and things like that. And Mon's like, I need some help. I need some political help with certain things. And Tay basically says, you don't want help from me because <laughs> he's trying to be subtle about it, but yeah. he's about as subtle as a sledgehammer to the face. He basically is like, I am anti-imperial. I am a, a rebellion supporter, except they don't exist right now. Um, and so Mon kind of like takes her into another room. It's like, we're talking about friendly things, just smile, even though she's being incredibly vague. And But she there's a really nice scene where she says, Look, I understand that my driver is an ISB plant. I understand that my husband's compromised. I understand that um, the Imperial Vizier just is all up in my business. I would rather know about all the threats that are coming against me and just play myself off like I'm an annoyance so that I can at least keep track of everyone who is trying to, uh, f you know, catch me for what they suspect but don't really think because the other things are happening underneath all that yeah yeah, yeah. um and it's really cool because it's like oh so it's not necessarily that you're in a gilded cage it's that you have that you're creating that illusion so that you can track your threats yeah you're very smart about it and i was like okay cool a little bit more respect for mom mothma she's playing the game she knows how it is uh had this whole party just so she could talk with tay and be like i need your help with a chandrillan outreach program since you're both chandrillans and the entire time, Tay's just like, just just tell me if you're pro-Empire yeah. or anti-Empire. Like, I don't know like, if I should trust me. you right now about me. this. What's going yeah. on? And we got a final line where he's like, you haven't answered my question yet. And Mon Mothma's like, I'm not going to. I'm like, 
very clear. And then her husband comes in and she goes like, smile, Perrin's here. Yeah. Don't talk to him about any of this. He doesn't know. He's probably compromised. Uh, same thing with her daughter too, right? Like he, she kind of gives him those, those quasi hints. Perrin takes Mon Mothma to go meet some people. We kind of end it there. More interesting political uh, intrigue. Well, I mean, I'll it's be honest, it's more, yeah. it's more interesting than episode one and two. So I'm, I'll take it easily. Uh, and uh, yeah, so from there, we also get the Cassian story, which is who? not quite... <laughs> the show? <laughs> yeah, right. The Andor. Um, but yeah, so we got him coming back to Ferrix, like uh, I was expecting, but it's not quite as bad. It's it's weird because they try to play it up like, oh yeah, the Imperial presence is so stifling and they're everywhere and everybody hates you for it. It's not, it's not, it's not a big Imperial presence. <laughs> that we saw. Huge... Yeah, we don't, yeah, we're right? in one house in like a backyard, right? It was, and, yeah, a couple and... alleys and stuff. But yeah, so she basically goes, or sorry, uh, Cassian goes and goes to meet back with Marva. And uh, he's like, hey, I, I got some, some money and uh, we're going to get us out of here. And she's like, yeah, okay, I'm tired. And he's like, okay, I'll go talk to, to Bix then. He goes to talk to Bix. And he's like, hey, remember the good times? She's like, my boyfriend's day. He's like, yeah, why aren't you happier? He's <laughs> like, it's it's like very... he did to himself. I didn't do that to him. It's like, true-ish. True. Yes and no. You, Again, you did do it to him because if you weren't here, then he yeah. wouldn't have done it. I was like, yeah, but he's an idiot. She also so, feels guilty because yeah. she told Tim, and then Tim told somebody else, and yeah, it, I feel like there's a whole bunch of levels. She, she didn't even say that. Though. She she brings something up too, where it's like, if you knew this was a thing, why didn't you say? Because when Ka- when Cassian's first talking, when like she comes out and he sees the, uh, I guess it's only been like it was what like three, three days, three or, or four days. It's like but, just yeah. So she doesn't have time for the wound, the head wound to heal. Um but oh and he learns about tim's death and everything from marva and stuff but she basically is like oh yeah tim turned you in because uh he thought that we were doing something behind his back and it's like well if you knew that <laughs> why the fuck didn't you tell him you okay there and we'll get into it, it's, my, it's my other big problem with this series or with this episode i guess and the last one because yeah if it was like afterwards it was like i learned later on the, in his diary or i don't know then sure but it's it, well, it could have been just like it. her thinking about it for the last three days being like well could've why been. would he do that could have been yeah. right but it's it's again you could just talk and resolve the whole thing but yeah. let's not talk and make it harder uh so like long story short uh bix isn't happy with him being there tells cassie and he has to leave he gives her a bunch of credits that are like this is enough for everybody that i owe because uh, she also says everybody blames you for for the empire being here because you killed two corpse set guys and then ran here to hide um and then we see Cassian kind of running through the back alleys, and he's very smart about it, which is interesting considering what happens later this episode. Um, and <laughs> avoid two stormtroopers, which that was a cool little flashback. Yeah. So at the same time, well, that's that's coming up, but uh, yeah. So basically, he sees two stormtroopers. He ducks into an alley. They walk past. He he has a couple of flashbacks of uh, like a snowy Ferrix, but he goes back to talk to Marva, and B 2s like, "Oh, she's not going. We're not packing up." Because he he walks in, is like, it "Doesn't look like anything's gone," and Marva has an interesting take here. She's like, "I'm I'm rebellion now. I, I'm the one rebellion." <laughs> she always has, I think. Well, and and so we basically get like... flashes of what happened to Clem because yeah. we we're talking about it, right? And so we'll, we'll talk about it. It's it's it was interesting. There's one part that I that was like, I don't understand what happened here, but yeah. So basically, uh, it looks like the Empire came through with the Phase Three clone troopers, and we're locking it down. This is the Empire now. And a bunch of the the Ferris guys were like, "Oh, long live the Republic! Like, get out of here! Your Empire—it's not the same." Even though the armor looks the exact same, except for the officer. Um, 
And so Clem is telling Cassian, like, don't get involved. This isn't doesn't have to do with us. Uh, this isn't our fight. And then he pulls a immediately just yeah. He immediately pulls a pocket from uh, Man of Steel because <sighs> the people are throwing rocks and he runs out into the middle of the street. He's like, no, stop, don't do it. Uh, you know, I, I have to sacrifice myself to a tornado. Except this tornado looks like laser bolts. Um, and so the officer basically just gets the last line of stormtroopers to turn around and they assumedly open fire because he tells them to like aim so what else would they be doing but we cut out before we see it um and then we get a, a heartfelt monologue from marva about how she's always avoided every day she's lived in this city she's avoided the town square so that she didn't have to see clem hung there and then we get a real quick cut scene that was of young cassian seeing like the i didn't think we were gonna see stuff. that like even the legs I, dangling like I, I see i thought the opposite i thought they didn't go far enough but um we get more of that monologue and more talking ah rebellion rah, 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 we're gonna fight this old woman with the blaster rifle um and he's like this is cr-. and her her motivation for it is the aldani attack uh, i was like look at what they did they hurt them i can hurt them too <laughs> okay um and then we also see kind of a flash thing of like cassian charging a bunch of clone troopers with a mace yeah basically right and so we'll talk about that because that was a that was that was was a scene Uh, Um, was he six years old though oh my god yeah right well we don't know when (laughs) (laughs) i know you hate that lie you know you want us to get over it i just right bring it up now but it's still we're getting younger we're getting younger in these flashbacks but But they do a very and like it kind of works but they did a insanely confusing uh thing in the flashback where I had no idea how old Cassian was supposed to be during it. With Clem? Yeah. 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 It was like with, maybe like eight or four like years 10, ago. 11 or something like that. Well, so it's strange because I guess I'll explain it here. So basically, they start the flashback. It's snowy, but it's like current age Cassian. Looks like, yeah. Standing in there, yeah. right? And then they do a thing where every other time they show Cassian, we only see the back of his head. And so I thought it was like, oh, so he died when Cassian was like 20, right? Um, because it's you see Clem talk or you see Clem talking to Cassian and you won't see the back of Cassian's head, so I'm like, I don't know how old he is. Clem runs out, all the focus is on him. He dies. We see Cassian, and all, now all of a sudden he looks like I don't know, 10, 11, like teenager, maybe. Um, and then he's looking at the thing, so I'm like, Oh, so he he died early, but then so it was, it was how old confusing was he in the thing? time wise, yeah. Yeah. And then when he's charging the clone troopers, he is like somewhere between 10 and 13 yeah it looks like right um so it's very weird it's very unclear i assume that's the incident that got him thrown into the correctional facility that he then got out of when he was 16 so that would have meant he was around 13 at the time but it's for a show that's really good at show don't tell it this is very confusing i think it was just the way they were presented yeah I think so. Because they tried to do the thing of like, oh, he's fading back into his memory. But because they never show his face again, it's so hard to tell how old he is. But anyways, um, so we get that whole speech. And then my my third point of this episode that really annoyed me came up here. Um, but I'll talk about that in the synopsis. Uh, or sorry, in the, in the discussion. Mm-hmm. But he basically is like, okay, well, I'm going to go and uh, I'll be back. I'll be back. And she's like, of course he will. And as he goes to leave, uh, Marva just fucking twists the knife and is like, stop looking for your sister. No one survived Cantum. It's not your fault. Um, or Car- Car- I can't remember what the, this plan is called anymore. Uh, oh, Canari. Uh, yeah, Canari. Yeah. Uh, no one survived Canari. It's not your fault. And it's like, okay, so what happened? The Empire came down to look after the CIS ship and just killed everybody? It's 
it's a little bit up in the air. It's it's kind of confusing what happened, um, but who knows? We'll probably learn later. So uh, the episode ends with Cassian on a new planet, uh, Neomos, and he's got some. He's at some girl's house, I assume. They've just finished doing some stuff. He's in the shower. And I don't know if it's his bug out kit or it's like their shared like bug out kit, but he's taking some money out of there. There's a blaster and some stuff. And he goes, oh, I'm going to go pick some stuff up in the store. And <laughs> I hate to say it like this, but I guess Cassian's junk is attached to his brain because his IQ plummets like 50 points at the end of this episode. Um, he's walking down this like nice beach planet boulevard and there's a shore trooper or sorry, a bunch of guys run past him. And there's a short, short trooper chasing him. And Cassian looks at him like seven times. Like it, every three seconds, he's looking over his shoulder, checking him. Nobody else is doing it. And I'm like, for a rebel spy. You look sus as fuck. Yeah, you're fucking terrible at your job. And then he follows the direction they're going in. Starts jogging and everything, too. Yeah, and runs up the stairs. And it's just like, like just let's after, you know, sneaking through Canari, let's just violate every single rule. That would you make just you sat down up. somewhere and been like, just give it twenty minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could have just taken a seat, watched the view, waited for the shore trooper to run by, wait five minutes, keep going. Yeah, it's a little and sketch. So it's it's it's. It really feels like he he does all this stuff at the end of the episode just because the plot demands that he yeah. needs to be in a pickle for next episode. But yes, yeah, so he runs up the stairs, uh, and he uh, shore trooper pulls him aside and he's like, "You look you you're you look sus. You look suspicious. You're running." You're sweating, and he's like, "Oh, it's a hot planet, yeah." But like, you he also didn't run though. He just kind of like he ran at the, the very stairs. end. And he, at the he stairs, yeah. The short trooper sees him run up the stairs. Yeah, right? he's like jogging like, up the stairs. Like that's what I do when I run up stairs too. Not in a rush. I just, I just. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's also looking around, and he's fucking yeah. like, like what the hell's going on? looking for troopers. He's being super fucking suspicious. Yeah. So the trooper detains him. Um, and he's like, "Oh, I just want to go to the shop. I just want it." Like you know, at that point, it's like, "Hey, look, I got nothing to hide." You know. What, it, what how can i help you officer right you don't be like no i'll just leave don't worry about it he like again it's just all of his spy stuff that he's been telling us he can do just goes out the window also the thing of like no look like you belong and look like you got nothing to hide right that he told luthan apparently that all just went out the window too but anyways uh we get a fake out at the end of this episode which was interesting because uh, we see all the the guys that were running away getting hurled around by a k2 droid that kind of lumbers up the stairs and uh, the, we get uh, it's, it's a it's a funny kind of thing, but it's also very concerning. Where the short trip is like, yeah, uh, hang on to him for a second. I got to go do some stuff. And the K two droid interprets that literally grabs Cassian by the neck, slams him against the wall, and goes hang. It's like yeah. Jesus. All He's right. like, I told him, he told me to hang you. It's like oh, <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. And Cassian's basically choking and being like, tell him you said watch. Tell him you said watch. And yes. then it cuts to uh, an imperial uh, courtroom. Detainment <laughs> Um, yeah, Imperial courtroom, they're sentencing all the people, they, uh, they pull him up, I can't even remember his new alias name, but they call him, he comes up, tries to oh, have plead his case, judge doesn't care, it's up to the K, I think. It's, uh, um, Richard Stevenson. <laughs> I think they call no, him Rich. Yeah, I think it is. Is it Keith? Keith something, I think, yeah, most, but thought... I don't think it was, no. Richard Stevenson doesn't even sound like a star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's actually what it is, though. It's actually what it is. Um, yeah, so you remember those like little uh, go through the scene and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so, she, so she sentences him to six years and he's like, oh no, this isn't fair. Burr, burr, burr. And the judge has a great line like, take it up with the emperor. They drag him off and that's the end of the episode. Um, so yeah, we have the translations. I translated uh, some things from before. So this is Orabesh that's in there. Mm. So the first thing we see is when Clea is walking through the like, spaceport, I guess. 
there's two holograms that pop up on the thing when she walks by. One mm. is Tasty Pizos, which is like a food, I guess, that the girl <laughs> and Cassian talk about later in the, in the other thing when she's like, oh, can you go uh, get some Pizos? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other one, the second one that popped up after that was carry your chain code from the ISB. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So we're getting some of that bad, bad stuff coming in. Exactly. And then we got uh, the Nemo's court sentence. So the first one, the name is Richard Stevenson. The crime oh, is... Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. yeah Failure yeah. to follow Imperial sense. Command, anti-Imperial vandalism, sentence five years. And I think that's his. Because the next one is Keith Seymour, crime... That's his. Suspected force sensitivity, assaulting an Imperial officer, sentenced 25 hmm. years. So I think the first one was oh, his. Him. Yeah. Because I thought Keith was him and Richard was the other one. I think. Well, no, but, but you said five years. The judge says six years. The oh, maybe maybe it's a different one then. Yeah, yeah. This one's five years, though. Okay. So, But it is the same. It's failure to follow Imperial command and anterior Imperial vandalism. So that was the two hmm. charges he did have, though. So maybe it was just not written down properly or something. Or maybe it's just an inside joke, right? Because they weren't expecting people to read the Orabesh. Oh, it could be. Um, yeah. Even though people knew they would, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the two things. So thank you, Keldor uh, Jedi on Twitter for that. Mm. Oh, speaking of Keldor Jedi, uh, when we're in Luthen's shop, we get another look at that Plo Kloon mask, the Keldor mask. We see it from the back this time. 100%. It's got all the things. It's got the eye plugs and the ear plugs and everything. We also see a uh, Jedi Temple Guard mask. Yeah, Jedi Temple Guard mask. We get a look again at the Gungan energy shield. Oh, was it there uh, too? I didn't the, see that. Yeah, it's at the very back of the stop. Uh, oh, it's at the back of the shop, kind of leaning against the wall, oh, and the Star Killer armor and all that stuff. So is it the Sith? Oh, what's it called? Sith aggressor? No, Sith, like what's the armor called in the game? Which one? The Star Killer armor? Yeah, Star Killer armor. Stalker. I don't oh, remember. Yeah, Sith Stalker skin. Yeah. Oh, okay. So stalker. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, nice to see that. Um, again, I'll go over my three negative points that we've got, uh, just so we can get to the good stuff. Uh, first one, we'll go over who he is, just in case anybody doesn't know. But I wasn't a fan of Yolaren's uh, His look was a little bit off. The voice mm -hmm. was something where it was like, it bugs me, but I can ignore it because. Yeah. You didn't get the real actor. Well, sorry, the voice actor. I don't yeah. know if he looks like Yolaren, so maybe that's why. Um, but I'm used to the Clone Wars Yolaren and the Rebels Yolaren. But my main thing was his tone, because in Clone Wars and Rebels, Yolaren's always come off as being a moderate ISB, like the most moderate of the ISB officers, right? Yeah. He's the most calm. He's the most uh, professional and he's he never really raises his voice. He barely ever gets... And even when he gets angry, it's not like venomous and spiteful like he is in this scene. Uh, so that really threw me off. That kind of bugged me a little bit. I, I mean, I can get it, right? This is a big thing. It's the first time it's ever happened. Um, but I, I just expect Yolaren, especially as a Clone Wars uh, veteran, to just be someone who's cool under pressure. And so him coming in real angry and real hot and just kind of being like, we will stop. He's kind of almost acting like Tarkin. Um, and I think... You know, being like, like yeah i think coming into the situation and like finally having the excuse for the emperor to do what he wants to do mm. that was like a thing he's like you know i just met with this guy and he's fucking gung-ho so here we go yeah that's true yeah um but yeah it was just it, it's it's the main reason why for even after seeing his mustache i was like oh it's yolaren yeah. is it though is he started to talk? yeah that's so, where it was like i watched a couple it. times because yeah. it was just like oh did they say his name in, in the, the closed caption it shows yolaren yeah Okay, uh, I, I didn't have the subtitles on, so I was just like, it could be, it could be, but I had a kind of the same issue, or it's just like, mm -hmm. not that it doesn't sound like him, but it's like, that's not 
his usual kind of tone. But then yeah. every time I hear like, I just come back from speaking with the emperor. I'm like, did he have some kind of influence thing? On, did he use something on you? So you're still fighting the effects off. So you're not yourself. Oh, yeah, it could be. I'm um, like, because the emperor is just, he just emanates it sometimes. Right? He's got complete control of it. But mm-hmm. if he's just like, oh, what are they doing? And you're not doing your job. And I'm mad at you. And I want you to feel how mad I am at you. <laughs> okay. Now go do something about it. And it's just like, I'm all mm. fucked up. I'm all fucked up. What the fuck? I'm like that. Like, Everybody's standing around here fine. No. I just got <laughs> abused and I'm yeah. mad. The right? emperor was in my brain. Although he wouldn't know that. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't know, but like there's definitely something. So I can feel like Deidre might end up talking to him next and he, we might get normal Yalaren mm. at that point. And if he does explain something like that, and it's just like, it's a big stress. It's a big thing. It's like, are you sure you're able to handle being an ISP agent? Like we have our cipher agents going all over the place right now or mm. like that. Like, would you consider that maybe? Or something get you on the front, get you doing stuff. You've already yeah. figured this stuff out. Go get some real action in now. Use and both I, of your wartime stuff and this, and put them together. Yeah, and I, I think part of it is also just it's it's a it's a retcon problem. Forty K has the same kind of thing, and it kind of reminded me of some of the Primark retcons. Again, I'm in forty K mode, so I apologize, but um part of the stuff that they've been kind of going over was the old warhammer lore it's very vague on why uh, on why certain characters turn evil i have to yeah because i I understand a lot of a lot of our listeners probably aren't 40k fans i i'll be very uh generic with it but there's a bunch of these generals called the primarchs they a bunch of them turn evil back in the day it was very vague on their backstory but as uh, the new books have been coming out they've been doing a horse heresy series they're really doing deep dives into a lot of the primarchs but some of the reasons why they turn don't make sense now under a lot of scrutiny. Yularen. And that's Yularen. Yeah. I can see exactly, that. Exactly, right? We're going from Admiral Yularen of the uh, Galactic Republic to ISB Admiral. Yeah. Yep. And it's a weird switch he, because he never really seemed like he was good at the... The know, whole part. Yeah, that. Yeah, information I was, security. <laughs> I was talking about this before where it's just like, mm-hmm. okay, Yularen, who's worked with Jedi... Mm-hmm. who's worked with the clone troopers and seen how good they can be and that they are all individuals, even though they look the same. You've seen all this stuff. You've worked mm-hmm. with aliens. You've worked with all of them, and you've, you've seen nothing wrong. I could yeah. see Vader and Sidious talking and being like, who do we put in front of the ISB? And it's definitely Yularen, because Anakin, Anakin worked with them. So? I think it would have been Tarkin over Yularen. Tarkin we're... had a different... Thing that Tarkin, he was working towards, right? I, I understand that too, but I like too. Tarkin was more mm-hmm. military in the sense where growing up on Iriado with the judiciaries and all that kind of yeah. stuff, like he'd have to, he'd want to fight and he would not want to be in information broker. Role. Yeah, mm-hmm. where I could see on the one hand having having um, you were saying it better than before, but you have Yularen here where he's removed but not removed. Like he's well, not in like, the everyday because you see Partagas all the not, time. Not, mm. not even that, but like he has a viable excuse for like we're gonna make you do terrible shit, but we'll give you an out. You can pre- you can pretend that like nothing is that bad. What they're mm. saying out there because on your screen everything looks fine, and your agents are telling you everything's fine, and. You know, what you're doing is for the good of the Empire and mm. all that. And, like, you know, there's 
you you need to do this service so that nothing bad happens to the people of the M not us, the people of the <laughs> yeah, Empire. Yeah. And all that. And you can spin it in such a way where he's just like, well, this is a massive honor to be doing this yeah. Yeah. for the great great stuff of the Empire. Because the Republic turned the Republic. into the Empire, so he might exactly. still have that mentality of like, yeah, yeah. I'm, re I'm protecting the Republic that we fought for for so long. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And now I'm protecting this great Empire that we've we pushed through a war to get, right? So it's just like, and that's where I can see where like, and especially if Palpatine had some work into it, mm. the Eve, I swear, like you get Yularen out on the fronts for like a year. He's rebel number one. This oh, isn't yeah, the yeah, Republic yeah. that I fought for. This is yeah, not the Republic that I did anything for. If you looked at the if Senate, that, any if he of wasn't that. on the Death Star, he had definitely become a rebel. <laughs> yeah. And you bring up a good point, right? Like keeping him away from the action and being able to just keep someone with that kind of talent. But yeah, and, and that does make sense. But because yeah, what, what I just mentioned, if anybody doesn't know, the whole reason Yularen's head of ISB is because in episode four he's on the Death Star. I don't even think I think I don't even think white. he line. And yeah, but he's got rank. that white yeah. outfit. And then later on they establish way, way later on, they establish the white uniform as ISB. So that means Yularen has to be ISB. And then they brought him in at Clone Wars already at that point, though. So it was like, well, I guess that makes I guess it just has to be like this now. Yeah. Um can I make one point with that situation? Someone on Twitter is uh, at Scout the Trooper um, said, so you know how we're parallel to Rebels storyline right now, right? Mm. So they said, so Lothal getting a Star Destroyer in the Rebels pilot was absolutely in retaliation to the Aldani heist, right? Callus, an oh, ISB yeah. agent, was ordering around naval forces thanks to Yularen's retaliative policies. And uh, Aresco, the guy that's on, um, like the officer that's on uh, Lothal, even considered hmm. a fruit salesman saying one bad thing about the Empire worthy of a treason charge, which absolutely can happen because of Yularen's statement, right, in this episode. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine that poor citizen would ever have seen the light of day again, thanks to the drastically increased prison times. Yeah, and that's a good point, right? Because I also forgot, we get a little bit of Cinta in this episode, but it's literally her just, like, getting a speeder bike and booking it. Yeah. And as she's getting the speeder bike out and stuff like that, we see uh, Star Destroyer uh, drop over Aldani's space. Um, with a bunch of ties and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's kind of showing that they are cracking down on the outer rim. Well, mid-rim and outer rim, I guess. Yeah. That's but, really yeah, it's cool. a good point. Yeah, it, it's like pottery. It rhymes. Um, but, yeah, exactly. It's all just kind of going together, which is interesting. We're seeing a very detailed timeline of this. Um, and that's definitely a good side, right? It was just, you know, you'll learn, like I said, the, the way they portray in this episode, the acting is great. But it's, oh, yeah. it's the direction, I think, was a little bit weird. Um, my second point, Ed actually mentioned this before we started the podcast, but it also bugged me a lot in the episode. Uh, when Mon Moth was talking to Takeoma, they're doing the whole like, ah, let us let us have a discreet spy conversation yeah. because we're at a party and no one will hear us. But there's not enough people at the party for it to look like they wouldn't be overheard because in those kind of things, it's usually like a gala, right? Like 200, 300 plus people where it's like everyone's talking so no one can hear us. Yeah. But it's like 50 people at this gala. So it's like there are... It's at her it's house, clear. right? Yeah, it's at, her, it's at her house, which is already yeah. bugged to the max, most likely. Right. And it, it's very weird because they're having this open talk, but a lot of the rooms that they're talking in, nobody else is talking in it. Yeah. We do. Also, this is a very, very minor thing, but it bugged the shit out of me. One of the first scenes that they're in, we see the dining room table to show that we're in her house. There's a female Ithorian in the corner mm -hmm. that is stock still, 
never moves and the mouth is just constantly going oh really oh and no i didn't even hear what they were talking about the first time because i was like oh that's a female i thought what the fuck is that yeah and i was just staring at it the whole time like wow this is literally a statue with a lip movement and yeah. then i i literally had to go back to be like oh they were talking <laughs> yeah. I have to pay attention. it's like a prosthetic uh dummy essentially yeah yeah Absolutely. it literally was a stat it looked like a chucky e. cheese mascot like it was literally just stuck e. united states yeah it is uh <laughs> uh so it's just stock still and just the mouth just is going and never stops and you can't hear anything it's saying yeah because you're not supposed it, to look at that right i guess is like yeah, they're pa- passing was, over it yeah. yeah i was like oh cool the feet what the hell yeah because i was looking around because we have like that insect alien lady as well that they passed twice yeah, yeah. And they have yeah, a few other right, type of right. aliens in there too. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like we get some different species in here. Like it's not just yeah. humans, which is nice. Yeah, exactly. Brave right. on course, huh? Yeah, seriously. Especially right now. Um, but yeah, so it, it is a weird thing. They're just kind of talking openly about treason. And I was like, granted, I assume the balcony openly ish. Yeah, like it was openly under words. Yeah, enough that it's concerning, right? But uh, and I was like, I granted, I, I assume they'd also bugged your balcony, but like you couldn't talk out there. You couldn't. Like anywhere where it's like, or maybe she knows it's not more. bugged, but she knows that there's people in here that are listening. So as long as they, you know, speak plainly enough and under their breath enough, that it's not the thing that got me in that whole conversation the entire time was she tells mm-hmm. him to smile three times because he's walking around. He's like, like what? She's like smiles yeah. like, yeah. And at the very it, end, she's it, like, smile. Yeah, he's coming. And it looks so artificial. Like it's so it's so bad. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> he's just like. Yeah. it's like yeah concern like, happy concern yeah. happy like it's the thing it's i funny. found strange was that like we've seen how her husband has acted in these past few episodes mm. now all of a sudden she's walking around like, dude oh buddy she's known for years huh? like, why mm-hmm. why am I, i'm suddenly interested in you why yeah. are you and he's like following them at one point and she has like arms locked in with her friend and yeah and he's yeah. he's like really to talk really to bugging him and she's doing it on and purpose he's just like what at that point why wouldn't you they're so strained anyway and Mm -hmm. he's like he's looking over and he's just like well fine we keep talking to this lady yeah no i'm not i'm watching you (laughs) damn it who is this guy and uh, apparently andor not only has a lot of uh great spy action it's also got tons of infidelity yeah Yeah, right (laughs) because at one point the daughter's there and they're she's talking with her old friend and she's just like father asked me to ask you if i could be excused yeah Yeah. i don't want to be here and he's just like it's a difficult age i don't know how you do with it deal with it so he clearly has kids too yeah at that point so she's like yes another way to get to get to to tell you to talk to me about your rebellious <laughs> ways so that yeah. i can tell you but not tell you about my rebellious ways and i'm i'm still more spy than luthan he doesn't know it I can <laughs> beat him like the whole time because i was just yeah. that that part of the episode i was just like oh here we go okay and when i'm hearing it i'm just like Stop talking back in your head. Stop talking back in your head. You can't help it. So I just started talking back out loud. I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you're not really a swear. Oh, no. But your son is, oh, but you're not going to tell him, though. So what's the point? Yeah, Why should yeah. I give you money? <laughs> no, like, oh, I just need to access my own accounts, but I can't. Well, he did, she does at the end. She says the same it. line that he does, because he's trying to tell her, like, I'm anti-imperial without saying that. And mm-hmm. so he says, like, a line. He's like, my politics might be a little much for your understanding or your taste or whatever and at the yeah. very end she says the exact same thing back to him to yeah. get it across that she's also in the same boat he is but it's a very, tells, yeah. yeah it's very strange though because he's very blunt about the fact that like yeah like he basically tells her i'm a rebel sympathizer yes Straight without up. saying that 
Yeah. Yeah. And then Mon Mothma just dances around the issue for like two minutes. And then says at the very end, like, I don't know what I am. Yeah. (laughs) Because Spycraft. Yeah, I guess. I have to throw everybody off the scent. Yeah. I have to explain myself. I finally, she's a serial killer, and then it's like, I finally have a chance to explain my work. Yeah. It, you know what? You're right, though. It's very Dexter, where it's yeah. like, I'm going to give myself away without giving myself away. Exactly. It's going to be real confusing. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. But again, it, it's not bad. It's just a little bit weird. And then the last problem I have, which is a big problem, because I've, I've complained about this a lot, and it's, it's literally my least favorite thing to ever see in a show, which is when you can explain a situation or you can completely solve a situation by talking. And you don't, because it would. It's easier for the plot to not, right? Bix and Tim, oh, big issue with this. Oh, okay. well, oh, and then the okay. first episodes, right? But no, you're right. You okay. are right. Okay. This episode, Cassian and Marva. Yeah. Because she has this whole thing where she's like, "I'm doing this because of Aldani. Aldani proved that, you know, heroes we of can Aldani. take the fight to them." And Cassian's retort is like, "Yeah, and people died, and it was terrible." He didn't want she's to like, do you it. You don't though. know That's that what it was right. Yeah, but he never. But and she's like, yeah. you don't know that it was great. It was the best. And like, Cassian could be like, I was Eldani. What do you think I got the money from? Like, I know how bad it went. I get it, it. Sounds great. It was a shit show. I thought he was gonna say something. Although, there. Like, I, oh, I know. Like at this point, I think I understand why he didn't, especially because of what we saw earlier in the episode. He right before this, we get because he came back and she was saying all this stuff like, right? don't be here yeah, yeah when he's talking with bix he's just like okay luthan tell him i've disappeared i don't know anything about him i'm not saying anything like that and he's sticking to that oh but when he goes back yeah, and yeah. she's talking about Altani like this and you can see it on his face being like if i tell her yeah that's and they true. come here and he's just like oh, what that. you did was wonderful now they're gonna kill you probably because i yeah. told you i had to clean up loose ends and yeah. they're gonna come find me. Wasn't Bix after though, or was she first? No, because he was just like, "You're not getting." He's like, "Okay, get ready and all that stuff." You're tired. Yeah. I realize I'm gonna go see back. And then she comes back. Yeah, yeah. And then they have that conversation. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, I just said I don't know him. I'm not gonna say anything. Mm. There's no way I can tell her now. And if if, yeah. if she finds out, then it's like, oh god. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But you know what? That's that's a really good point. So I get that, and that makes a lot of sense. So I'll rescind that. Cause... There you go. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like, yeah, if you're gonna keep this close to the chest, you have family. To. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. like I'm, for going for Andor, like I understand his perspective from that hundred percent because he's mm. everything he said he would do, he's done so far in yeah. this series. Yeah, I'll yeah. pay you back. Don't worry, I'll get the money. I'll bring it back. He's yeah. done it. He Which actually is... made a point of leaving. This yeah. is the stuff I owe everybody that I said I would pay them. Boom. Mm-hmm. Left and I think there. that's that's a great way to different because you know some people have been like oh he's too close to Han Solo, yeah. it's like no this is a great way to do because yeah smuggler with a heart of gold yeah still a hundred percent just doesn't pay his fucking debts yeah. right but at least we got oh, Cassian some kind of trouble where Cassian come back and spy that does pay his debts yeah he is a Lannister oh my god no, no blonde hair no that's true I mean <laughs> neither did Jamie by the end but anyway <laughs> tell Andor to his face no 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 that no, he's no. like a Lannister and see if that Oberyn comes back up yeah exactly sorry not Oberyn that's, that's Pedro Pascal Martel. Um, yeah Pe- that's yeah Pedro Pascal um, why did I think Diego Luna was in Diego's uh, not in it yeah yeah he's not <laughs> my bad <laughs> that's all good that's all good yeah you could tell him and both great actors yeah, yeah but yeah. Um, this and this is the thing I love about Oh, not love, really. But these are the things I can appreciate Andor for doing. 
mm. most of the time. Like, there's been quite a few good steps Andor has taken. I wish we get... Um, we just get a bit more. We're already on episode... Where it's going to be episode eight next week, so we only have four episodes left. Positives from this series... There's been a few. It's mm. been good. The character development has been something they've really worked with and really worked oh, yeah. on and done extremely well. Um, timeline progression hasn't been going that fast, but we can see in the span of a week, just like they showed us in Bad Batch, how it goes from all right to oh, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. And it's some good stuff, though. Something Dan noticed as well is just that they were saying like when on he's on Niam- Niamic, uh, Niamos. Niamos, when he's walking around, there's an announcement going like, please keep your chain codes on you at all times and mm. stuff like that. And that's why I thought of Bad Batch, because like that's where they implemented them, right? Yeah, Within yeah. like a week of the Empire being there, chain codes. Also, can we just bring it up? Niamos is the California of the galaxy. <sighs> like, that's exactly I, what I saw when I saw this. And the music was so fun. I love the music when they had California, that playing. I was I'm like, yo, Miami this is so good. At some yeah. points, because they're just chilling. She's talking about drinks. There's a beach right there outside. And it's just like, yeah, and it's very clearly a tourist trap. Like, that's his yeah. reason for being there. And, uh, somebody on Reddit, actually, I don't remember who it was, but I saw it. Somebody actually lives in that area and was, huh. like, taking pictures as they were walking mm-hmm. by watching this being filmed. Oh, it was yeah. in California, then. I don't know if it was California, but it was somewhere. I can't remember where oh, it was. No. But, like, those, like, barriers and stuff, all of that is, like, actually there normally. Yeah. Apparently, oh, so. This one is not a knock against the episode, but I thought it was kind of funny because we mentioned it before. Where it's like just seeing the shore troopers again, like I get it, it's on a beach and it makes sense, but it's still just that like what's the they have a trooper for everything. Yeah, we're already this organized. I mean, yeah, granted, in five years, Scarif's gonna happen, right? But it's like okay, so five years before Scarif, they're like, oh, we have to have specialized troopers to patrol the beach to run after these guys on yeah, the concrete like, device. You know, it's like, and it's it's like why? What do they need yeah. to blend it's be- into it's the be- beach? Well, it's for? because if you wear the stormtrooper armor on a beach, I would assume. You're gonna get blind. dirty, right? And it's not oh. gonna be pristine stormtrooper armor. Oh, I guess so. Whereas on a beach with a short trooper, you have that like uh, beige color, it's the same as the mm. sand. So you're not gonna mm. have the, the. It's easier to keep the aesthetic of its like pristine armor, I guess. I guess that's what I would Don't say. Be like, uh, actually, if that was the case, then it wouldn't make sense. Find Mandalorian season two. There are short, short troopers alongside stormtroopers working at that Redonium facility. Yeah, but it's just like you know what? It's fine. Again, that makes I sense just, like, to me. I guess I just came up I, with that. But no, no, it's 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 fair. Like my main thing is, is the whole thing. Right? <laughs> yeah. At that point in Mandalorian, we're past season six or episode six, and like mm. you're scrounging together anything again. It's like. Found some short trip around. I was like, "Fuck, really? yeah, fine, well. put it on." Yeah. You know what I mean? Versus where now it's just like, yeah. you, "You what? How dare you wear that stormtrooper armor here? Get yeah. your stormtrooper armor on!" Like, right. I, I, no, I understand that. It's it's just funny, like, and it's funny for me too because a lot of my leeway is just from the fact it's like short trip armor looks pretty fucking cool. It does. <laughs> I really like this. Like scout mixed with something else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's cool. scout and death trooper. Um and like a little bit of storm mixed in there. And it's just it's this real nice combination. The armor that you're talking uh, about for the um the guy like the Redonium facility thing, mm. that wasn't a short trooper. That was the tank trooper. Those are oh the guys if you think if you go back to Rogue One, the, the, remember, the ones who are no the ones who are running out uh when oh, the stormtroopers. Okay, out. short troopers. There. I'm pretty sure the short troopers with them. I thought you meant the one that they put the armor on. Oh yeah, no, that's the yeah, that's tank the tank trooper. trooper. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. that one. That one is 
fire. I yeah. love that armor. Empire designs, man. That's ninety percent of the reason why why I love <laughs> them. It's just the designs look so it's cool. So good. Um, um, I was gonna ask one thing. Uh, hmm. Out of all the characters in this, are you happy to get the like the four different storylines and like glimpses of them at the same time, or would you rather have like half an episode? And half an episode of like two separate storylines or intertwining storylines, and then the next episode something different because we're kind of getting to that One Piece syndrome where we're getting like little bits here, little bits there, little bits here, little bits there. Like yeah, Wano, it's had, very right? Wano. Yeah, I think so. I was just wondering, like, what are you guys feeling? I, I enjoyed it. They did a good job this episode with it in my mind, but like, what do you guys think? You only start to notice it when you start doing things like this mm, okay. and talking about them and reflecting on them and trying to explain them to somebody. Mm. Then you realize. Shit, I gotta go back and this, yeah. and then you gotta connect all Jump the pieces around. together. But when you're watching it, it's like so many of these events are happening like within yeah. like either minutes or just apart from each other, where it oh. it goes and it flows and it makes it sense. A good job. Editing and Vers- filmography, yeah. cinematography, all because that storytelling, all good. If you think of if they did it in two halves, it'd been like, oh, so this is what was going on when, uh, okay. Whereas if they shut it right after, it's just like, oh yeah, all this is happening at the same time. I don't even have mm-hmm. to think about that. Yeah. Boom, continue. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, watching it the way they do it is perfect. Mm-hmm. Explaining it, you understand why Noma explains it the way he does because he has it's to. It's easzier that way. That's the easiest so way for you to get otherwise. a picture about yeah. about the whole thing, and it's easier for him to talk about. Versus saying like it's clear. Okay, we just talk about it, and then I go back, and then I go back. You'll listen to the synopsis. And like, what the fuck is mm. going on? It'd be like just watch it at that point. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Words cannot paint that picture as well as the episode did. A hundred percent. The only sure. way you can do that is to break it up into sections. That's the perfect way to explain it. Mm-hmm. Versus watching the thing and having it just, for lack of a better term, disjointed. Good job, yes, Noma. That's what we're trying to say. Like, Good job breaking it up into the storylines. Honestly, it um, makes it so much easier to process. I will then immediately turn that around so that I don't have to accept praise to turn to something else, Um, (laughs) which is that the one thing that this show does masterfully, and I think I would argue even in the first three episodes, it's just not as as um, high stakes then Mm. is as soon as soon as a scene starts to lose energy or importance right as you're about to be like, okay, the scene is about to start overstaying is what they switch. And like every time, as soon as they're like, this is where we've completed the scene, yeah. just keep swapping to keep that action up and that tension high. Yeah. And that's the masterfulness of it. Because we get great little snippets of things like, you know, I'll come back later and I'll, I'll talk with you. And then do we get him, do we get to see Cassian do that Bix thing next? No, because we need to be concerned about what's going to happen with Bix. So let's go back to ISB. Yeah. Now we finished ISB. Watch your back. All right. So now we're going to see what happens with her. What's going to be the next? Oh, we're back to Bix. Yeah. And then it just keeps your interest. High keeps energy. Like, it's yeah. always like this. Yeah. And it's about. To, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and it's framed really well in this episode because Cyril is the, the most boring character in yeah. this episode. Yeah. And so he dovetails the, right. We get yeah. him at the beginning. We get it's him just, at the end. And then we get the one out. scene. Yeah, and the one breath scene where it's like, oh my god, what's happening with Vel and uh, Clara and all the and all this stuff? Oh, you want to know? Well, let's go to Cyril. 
and yeah. see where he's going. And now we'll have a little bit of a lull, then we'll get back into the action. Masterful just... in, in TV show creation, honestly, and mm -hmm. just like telling a story in entertainment. Oh, yeah. Like the, the last <laughs> CW wishes. <laughs> see, let's not, let's, let's talk about nice things instead of garbage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, all, the nicest thing I'll ever say about CW is they can do a good first season. Sometime. Yes, they can. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, first couple seasons of Flash and Arrow, great. Everything else, let's not talk about it. Um, but, oh shit, what's the other? I think I might have forgotten the other thing I was going to say. Uh... That was the one masterful thing about it, but you had another masterful thing they do. Yes. Uh-oh. Uh <laughs> It'll come back to you. Brain. We need, we, need, we, need to, we need to take that lull part now from the action. Yeah, now. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> take a small But break, Dan, but... what did you, what was something you found positive about it? We'll come back to the whole episode. Movie. Honestly, like I didn't, like when I finished this episode, just like the last one, I was like, you know what? Solid episode. Like there was nothing that I really wanted to pick apart in this. Like from mm. what you guys said and brought up for like your kind of hesitations on it. Like, you know what? Those are, now that you say that, yeah, sure. If I would have saw the Athorian lady that was just standing going like this. <laughs> I would have been distracted too, but I was like, I was like beamed I, on Mon Mothma and um, Take Homo because I was like, mm. what is being said here? I need to know because this is something that is super fucking important. But I, mean, it, I was just taking the piss out of them. That's yeah, I know. That's the thing. That's else. a different thing. So I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm in this. Like, give me give me the give me the hit. Come on, guys. Um, yeah. and I, uh, I absolutely recommend going back and looking at I the authoring because it is jarring. I will see how I, stiff it is. I watch these by myself, so I, I rewatch it when I watch it with uh, Marissa. Oh, perfect, perfect. So perfect. we'll go back and watch it because I think she's on episode four. Okay. So, um, yeah, we have a few times to watch it again. It helps me just kind of mm. process the storyline a bit more, right? Watching it a second yeah, or yeah. third time. It was the first the first time you're just getting blasted with all the info, right? Oh, Second yeah. time you're really taking it in. Yeah, exactly. Um, I and did you remember... kind of look around and, and look at other things, right? Yeah. So you'll get to see this in this scene. Oh yeah. Um but yeah, so I did remember the one thing that I was saying. Yeah. Or that I was gonna say, which is kind of what you were saying before. Like, are you enjoying how everything's going together, how it's all disjointed? So the only thing that I'm kind of getting not annoyed with, but it's it's like hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, is we know Cyril's gonna come back and we know he's assumedly going to have something to do with the empire now yep. and and cross paths with deidre and it's like get to it please yeah like, i adore how much he's suffering right now i adore how good that writing is but i'm like please we have <laughs> four episodes needs... or five episodes left yeah he, exactly he suffered for so long we we gotta hurry up and get him back into the story right because right now he's just a sad broken man and he's been that for like what two three episodes now yeah Cyril. yeah what is his whole thing is that he just doesn't and that's i'd be, I'd be so sad <laughs> no he, he definitely will because like i don't know really, though, think of it, think of it like he his, might not get a redemption like he must set up the you imagine done he's gonna just end up then being the frank grimes from simpsons of this where it's like damn you cassian as yeah. he's stuck in his little cubicle, they can't do anything. I would have an imperial oh. officer outfit if I had one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, oh, that would that would that would sting. There's gonna be something, and I think this is where they're red herring you. Mm. There'll be a piece of information he finds in this mundane thing, whatever. Like, hmm, that's odd. Starts connecting the dots. I need this shipped up. Cool he'll bring it to ISB or to whoever the authority is. And it'll be like, either thanks, get out of here. Thanks, shot. I'm taking this and doing it for myself. And he's just like on the ground, just like, no. Let me tell you something that I'm going to see. He, by himself, is going to be doing his desk job. 
nothing out like nothing he is doing is going to make a situation better because he just doesn't have the capacity to do it on his own mm. but the person that's going to find him is Deidre because she now has jurisdiction in that area she knows corporate security has all those files of their reports and mm. knows who was in charge of that and who came face to face with the rebel and what happened and she's going to go find him that's my that's my like thought process on there. Like he is coming into this somehow, and Deidre's mm. on her way to figuring all that shit out. And she's smart. She's gonna look at stuff that people wouldn't have like she just is. look over and throw it away, yeah. right? So that's... I think it will amount to nothing. Yeah, he'll <laughs> just yeah. be there. That'd be great. That'd be so fucking It'll be hilariously dark. Oh. Um, the one little lure that I can also see is they mentioned that now he's working in like it's like fuel refinery or something like uh, that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so if whatever next mission casting is going to go on from here. Um, oh my God. He comes back I, to the fuel refinery place and he's face to face with Cyril again. Could you well, imagine uh, just fucking him over if, again? If it happens to be, yeah, it happens to be something like, you know, a stock of uh, fuel gets stolen to do X, Y, and Z. Maybe then that's how Cyril gets that thing together. Or yeah, maybe Deidre picks him up or anything. I mean, honestly, one thing I've been kind of impressed about is so far, most of our predictions have just been wrong. And that's great. Cause like um, our predictions good. are like, this yeah. is the only way we can see going forward positively. And it's like, no, this is going in every other direction. That's like, amazing. Yeah. We have this planned out. Don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah, it is. Cause we've talking about it before. It's reverse high Republic. Honestly. And we're feeling, we've got this planned <laughs> out. Trust us. Uh, oh, wow. Well, they're actually backing it up. To be fair, Noma, <laughs> we do have the last like quarter of the show to go through. So, yeah, but at this point, I feel like it's at a. Uh, I don't think it's going to go out down. Where it's it's not gonna. Yeah, it's not gonna. I'm gonna be blunt. It's not gonna book a Boba Fett. Yeah, I don't think so. We when we were at episode four, I guess the equivalent would be like episode four or five for Book of Boba Fett. It was still like the. Yeah, it's an episode. I can't wait for it to get good. Then we got the Mandalorian. We're like, holy shit! Yeah, where it was uh, ending the next episode at that. Point. Yeah, right. And it's like mm -hmm. cool. I love that. My favorite part of the Book of Boba Fett is when the Mandalorian shows up. Yeah, right. Um. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still digging this. I'm still really curious because when when it comes together, like last episode, man, it does it ever. And yeah, I mean, I'm still fairly annoyed at the end of the day that Cassian's intelligence just drained right out of his body at the end of this yeah. episode. Um, but, but we'll we get see. to see some new stuff. Maybe this is where he gets K2. I reread that comic, by the way. Hmm. He's on a job with two alien twins, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh, then he comes face to face with the k2 droid and mm. then re reprograms it during this like heist kind of scenario with these two ladies and then they get out of there after that essentially that's how it happens okay yeah i i honestly would not be surprised if we get another uh comic retcon oh 100 um, i don't think the comic yeah. like it whatever's gonna happen in this overtakes canon 100 percent. anything yeah. anything in, in media that's like video tv show or movie Mm. overtakes literature 110 percent usually yeah if we're if we're going the way of uh fohan solo here <laughs> and he it's gonna be k2 that's that sees him as oh, oh trapped guy here for no reason kind of thing like that let's escape together buddy because <laughs> i mean we got to see the droid i'm like oh shit is this what's happening we saw yeah, two right. of them, and, right? And that's, that's what the remember, remember when the fucking the second droid comes up the stairs with the two guys and like throws one to the ground and just takes the other one? You see the guy's like legs just dangling as he's like yeah, holding just, him in the air. Back. And we see the second one just throw Fun. a dude from off the ground. Yeah, it's like holy shit. So it's yeah. like they they take their orders very literally, and yeah, I the... feel like Cassian could like spin something with that. Yeah, imagine if he was in an Imperial officer uniform and then able to 
give commands. Yeah. But then nah. the funny thing, then then the funny thing is that K two. Well, because I assume they'd ask for clearance if they didn't recognize them. But um, then it actually means that K two isn't acting like a K two Jordan Rogue One, right? Because when he's going, I'm taking the prisoners for processing, yeah. and then Cassian says, goes, "Shut up." Yeah. Like it, That's true. From what we're seeing from these K two droids, they wouldn't have given a shit if they yeah. were talking back, right? Um, but true. I mean, it's, the voice it, of the droid too is cool in this one, where it's just like garbled yeah, as hell. It's, it's very much not Alan Tudyk. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I I still give it to K two because he's got the personality, right? Like I expect my quirky droids to be quirky mm-hmm. at at twenty four seven, one hundred percent of the time. Do you think that B two EMO, the red little droid that he has, is the mm the circuit that he's going to like the the board he's going to put into the k2 uh, unit because no. it's got that kind of personality to it it's not voiced by alan tudyk but it is similar i think that's just in... the personality they get for being around cassie and it hasn't been like wiped mm-hmm. in a while and stuff like because that too right that's yeah. that's that old as dirt that, it's also it stuttering won't... it's like dio where it stutters all the time he won't stuff, take right? it away from marva no yeah. i don't think so either unless and she Beach dies is also unless she's also very passive k2 is very sarcastic uh, sassy yeah yeah what does she get a gun? I, well, I, don't, I don't get a gun. This yeah. is terrible. <laughs> yeah. This is a bad I think, idea. Yeah, I just saw K2 oh, yeah. playing with dinosaurs on the desk and stuff. Oh, but yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Doing the, the wash thing. That's yeah. great. Yeah, sorry. I think the line's also, you're letting her keep a gun? Do you want to know what the probability yeah, of her using, using that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's high. Up. It's, it's very high. high. Yeah. yeah. This is a bad idea. I, I, I will say, like, K2 is... is you know what? Rewatch, having rewatched Rogue One a couple of times, man, I love him. We're going to have to rewatch it again Jen. after this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll follow you, Jen. Cassian said I have to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh, just sassy uh, right, up, right up until the end. Oh, so good. And then, Climb! Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, so well, good. I don't like thinking about that part. It's everything else. No, but yeah, like that yeah, with the Nemec thing, it was good. Yeah, I don't but care it's, about it's, Nemec. Yo, <laughs> Nemec was so good, man. We haven't even he seen. He stole his the internet. Manifesto. He stole the internet for that week. I swear to God. Oh yeah. Oh, Did yeah. he really? On Twitter, he was all over the place. People were like, "Yo, we want it, it, more it's Nemec." An easy, it's internet. an easy heartstrings to pull at. It's the young plucky kid who's got his whole life ahead of him, and then he says, "I'm gonna go buy a boat and travel the world." I know. People haven't seen The Simpsons, so they don't know that. Yeah, That is just the red flag of his like his like political stuff too like just being this like d- like this deep character in that regard right like he had this all this stuff that he, he... it's idealism yeah but mm-hmm. that's what i mean though like all these ideas that were there like that was something that like this Have character really brought ahead TV? that we don't really get to see in star wars like we Die never on the hill of your ideals the only <laughs> other person that we see that's like hyper political is padme really and a little bit of mon mothma but like not terribly amount just now we're seeing it right but mm-hmm. like i guess leia in a way as well i see them I, yeah. as different because but like nemec is like the non-senator political character and that's yeah, really you're awesome. getting padme is the non-senator political okay she's a character because that's a senator let padme's me the explain yeah sorry go <laughs> padme's all her stuff comes from actually caring and giving a shit about people and the only way to translate that in that time period the is senator. you either be a jedi or you'd be a fucking senator yeah, and exactly. actually help people because a lot of people take that title and they're like, I right, do whatever the fuck I want now and fuck Orn y'all. Free tall. <laughs> Orn free fucking tall. So oh at that God. point, I'm like, whenever I hear that kind of stuff, it's like, yeah, Nemec is just saying opposition stuff. He's not yeah. really saying, well, how do you help people? How do you do anything like that? He's like, no, this is what it shouldn't be. Well, I'm and just saying, yes, like this and this. There's. Mm. It, 
I know what you're trying okay. to say. Like political, like he's but sharing his political you views that you don't really get. Padme's name in that kind of. <laughs> All I'm trying to say is that she's also a political figure that talks about politics, right? But he's the, not a political figure. <laughs> Sorry, the, what? The, okay, the, the different, the difference, the big difference, I think it is, is that Padme's an activist, right? Like she is actively doing things to yes. try and help. Yes, Nemec yeah. is an idealist, Marxist, idealist yeah. kind of guy coming in and being fuck out of here and being <laughs> like, oh. We, this the world state is x and it should be z but how do mm. we get to z and they're doing everything from a to x but it's wrong and we should be doing one to nine instead and here's the way we could do it i get it people would just be this way and it's just mm. like i'm saying in in star wars generally when we see politics it's usually to do with the senate of some sort or someone adjacent to the senate this is like the first character that i've in my memory that we get that's non-Senate related and is giving his political views in the the, the grand sense. That's what everybody, I'm trying to say. No, nah, everybody has political views. Look at... Um, it's like, ah, oh, I hate the Empire. It's like, yeah, we get that. Noma, help me out. What's his name? Hmm. Tom, Talon Card. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. All these is... Everybody has... See, but he's more just like anti-imperial in general. Everybody has their own... Pol but that half of being anti-imperial is politics. It is, but I'm just saying mm. like... Like, um like, nemec was able to share all of it his like politics. his his like um his, his, like his manifesto essentially right like that's the, the the thing that makes that character unique in in star you wars you know what i'm gonna throw a wrench at you okay he's 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 not an he's an anarchist oh yeah for sure he's against mm, the machine right? for so, sure complete anarchy at that point he doesn't want to blow things up but he wants to blow up the system that's mm. what we need to read his manifesto and that hasn't been published or read by yeah. Anybody meaningful? He has no time, so it's just no, like no. until that until that thing shows up and we can see exactly what it meant. I'll hold off on what I think for him, but he he's he's what like sixteen, maybe yeah, yeah maybe. maybe. So all I, he's all he's known is the empire because it's mm -hmm. been around since he was born. Yeah, at yeah. that point, so he's grown up right with his ideals and his parents, probably people talking about how it used to be before and what mm -hmm. he doesn't know. So idealism number one with anarchist tendencies. Hence, mm. he is a rebel and he's joined yeah. this small faction. Oh yeah, no, to I, that's why I love things, it. Right? Great character. Padme See, I, grew up in. Oh, I'm done defending her. I don't need. To I'm not. No, I'm sorry. not trying to slam her. I'm saying I love Padme. I'm just saying she's know, a character just, that speaks I, politics. That's all I'm I trying to say. I will not compare her to this. <laughs> this I'm not comparing. Two, I'm not comparing. Two, three episode joke Go ahead. that has gone and gone stood <laughs> behind a, a fucking crate. And not thinking I'm he's not trying to say that the same person. I'm saying that the opposite. Stupid death. They just not uh, yeah, it, it really it really is just like we need to kill him somehow. Fuck's mm. sake. Great, great. And there's the, people who've had their spines hurt and be like, okay, I can't feel my legs, but I'm not gonna die. Oh, I'm just gonna give up. I mean, now. he severed spine, right? It's, it's it's prime Lucas writing about right? But I, I I also no, I was sorry, I was just laughing while you were saying that because I thought of like I I thought of a I don't think it'll happen because I I. I don't see them being this heavy handed with it, but I thought of a situation where I was like, I think Ed would like just stop watching the show where it was like, what would happen if Nemec's dire or manifesto made it to Mon Mothma? And then that oh, is what inspires her to start the rebellion. <laughs> I mean, she's already started the rebellion, right? But that's like, that's the thing yeah, that yeah. makes her go. To, I don't think so. Uh, it's going to go to uh, Saw if anybody, where, where, where does she go to meet up with the, the ghosts? Uh, oh, I don't remember. It? It's not. It's not Lothal. It's uh, God, because it's also not. It's not the Bendu's planet. I can't remember. 
Yeah, like it's that's what makes her go out and see the ghost is like, oh, maybe I need. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> you need a no, sixteen-year-old's idealism to do. Yeah, that. to open your eyes, yeah, yeah. and it's not even Leia's sixteen-year-old idealism. Yeah. It's some other person, random kid. Like yeah. seriously, uh, that that would be some some, and I don't mean to slam the it like this, but that would be some, some high republic bullshit. writing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On that honestly, note, prediction time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because that's the other thing that kind of interests me is uh, I really thought that this episode, especially because in the beginning, we even get a mention of the partisans uh, when ISB is talking about the situation. So I thought for sure Cassian mm-hmm. was going to run into the partisans this episode. And maybe he will in jail, right? Maybe yeah. that's the new setup. The breakout. Is, yeah, finding real um, partisans. Oh, well, think about it, right? Because mm. let's say the partisans have had people inside that all of a sudden, remember what they said in ISB, every jail sentence has to be relooked and reviewed and done all that and be adjusted, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So if they had people getting out or something like that, and all of a sudden it's like, I'm in here for six more years, I'm in here for what, what the hell? And the partisans also be like, nah, fuck that, we're getting you out. Yeah, mm. They're all in. Boom, breakout happens. I can this see is, that. Yeah, it'd yeah. be cool. It'd and be cool. it could also be interesting if it's one of those things where it's like, no, you like you had garbage loyalty. You know, You don't know anything about rail. Hey, I'll be up front with you. I'll tell you everything you want to know. Partisans are a family, quote, 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 quote. And then we don't really see until they're out. And then they're getting contact with Saul and seeing what's actually happening. The yep. casting's like, oh, God, what happened? What is going on? Hoodwinked. I thought yeah. this was a family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on top of cereal, just staying at the job forever. Yeah. <laughs> it is a family and you're the redheaded stepchild. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. And and so that that seems like the most obvious for me turn, mm-hmm. which is also making me very curious because you know like i've predicted so far has been right which is honestly like dan said i think that's a good thing yeah it's um, subverting our expectations in the, in the right best way. way yeah take notes you mean johnson <laughs> no i'm gonna <laughs> say it <laughs> because like how at this point the empire is gonna have to go on a massive hiring spree because if they're doing all this stuff and they're so stretched thin to that point like it's gonna create I think just mobilizing more right because now now we're gonna start seeing stormtroopers right they're mobilizing stormtroopers may have people like mm-hmm. we saw them in the the um spaceport with leia no i'm sorry yeah, yeah on coruscant mm-hmm. when she was going to go meet vel and yeah. we saw the two stormtroopers there it's like okay so they're starting Barrick, to come there's out stormtroopers around yeah so. so i think that's what's happening is like we didn't have an excuse to do that but now the isp is mobilizing everybody we're turning them into the security force, basically. Yeah. Yeah. The, and, the, the massive enforcement that we're going to have from now on. And I also kind of like how they've kind of indirectly said the ISB has been upgraded to the secret police. Yeah. Yeah, 100% For is now. Because mm. now they've got military resources. Internal and external. It's everything. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'm not... I, I kind of briefly mentioned it because I, I think me and Dan had opposite views on it where with uh, Clem, right, his seeing his actual body... Um, because that flashback is still very confusing. I already went over the reasons why, but I really thought they were going to show like him, like you're actually going to see him hung, yeah. and is going to be that kind of real brutal. Because we already saw the the uh, light sad version of that Nobi one, where yeah, it's like, yeah, up. he's strung up, yeah, but it's yeah, like, but he's hung. not hung. That's why he's, I think yeah, they could get away uh... with this because like you know Disney's t- t- testing the waters on like the rated R stuff, like Deadpool and like this stuff, I guess, mm-hmm. you, like shooting in the head and all that stuff. Um, it's not even rated, but yeah, I, I mean, it's mean. pretty like, more it's, mature. It's more definitely not stuff, like yeah. something you watch as a nine-year-old, right? And no. or not supposed to uh, drama. 
Um, yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> no comment. Corrupt <laughs> at early age. Um, yeah. But yeah, like the the feet dangling and stuff, you, your your brain fills in the rest of that picture, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And like if they were but, to show everything, like just him like dangling, frozen, like just eyes open, like ah, uh, you know, like yeah, that. I, I just I thought it was gonna be another... more powerful. Like you see, you see him like that, and then you see Cassian with the rage and that pain yeah. and that you know everything, like holding on for a little longer. Yeah, because Marva does deliver a really good emotional speech, but that image and then seeing that hit Cassian, that would have reinforced the uh, yeah. six years old fight thing, right? Even if yeah. at this point, maybe he wasn't, but you know, whatever. That line is, is I've just accepted I love how you point. got, yeah, I love how you guys are like, God damn it, six years old. Look, you said I, he I, was in kindergarten. Or grade I, one, well, I guess. Because yeah, child soldier is a dark thing, right? So like being forced into that is like that's man that's ballsy and so i get why they pulled back but like getting hit with a line like that it's the same way that i've just learned to i never thought i was child soldier though i thought but, it was well, more like, like no, a... but that's what that implies right i guess i've been in this fight since i was six years old i was like, saying like ezra a... style thing like stealing some stuff under the nose of the empire and like doing all these things like, against the empire right i don't know that's how i thought about it but anyway continue, really a... sorry yeah I, I guess i don't consider that a fight but yeah, yeah. that's a fair point um but yeah it was just like I, I've learned to just kind of ignore that the same way I ignore the fact that uh, Obi-Wan just decided to spare Vader the second time they fought, mm -hmm. which, yes, I understand that it needs to happen because Vader can't die before episode Unless four. Unless it turns into a what-if series, yeah. Right, but then at the same time, it's like, the justification isn't strong. In, in both cases, the justification isn't strong enough for me to fully be like, yes, this ties up all loose ends. Right. Yeah. Um, Cause yes, I understand on a pulled out of the universe level that, you know, like I said, he can't have killed Vader, but then in the universe, that reason of him just walking away is like, cool. And then Vader went on to kill tens of thousands of people and it's all your fault, Obi-Wan. Uh, and it wasn't presented in a way where it was like, Obi-Wan couldn't have killed him because I don't know, Vader fell off a cliff or something. Um, it's just, it, it's, it's, there's not, there's not enough solid justification for me to just forget about it. Yeah. Is basically, I guess. Right. You. And same thing with six years old. It's yeah. Okay. Maybe you're right. Maybe he thought, Oh, you know, Ezra age. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking the fight to the empire by stealing fruit. And it's like, yeah, yeah I guess. But then it, it just, it, I mean, it's treasonous now. Of, sure. Yeah. Now. Right. But it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just like, it makes the rogue one line hit hard. Uh, yeah. Hits Less because he's no. Yeah. Because he's lying. Right, not yeah. necessarily that he knows he's lying, but he is basically lying. Yeah. Um, Fair yeah. Enough. All right. But anyways, really excited for the next episode. Yeah, I think we all are. Mm -hmm. Thank you for uh, the great conversation, guys. Let's get into the outro. Show me more short troopers. Show me some death troopers. <laughs> I love encrypted com chatter. Oh, I love how, how Alien makes these sounds. That was a terrible version of it, but yeah, that was it. Oh, it's perfect. I, what do you think I went out and bought two boxes of Dark Troopers for an army I don't even We gotta get like. you like the helmet. You can get the Dark Trooper helmet that has the garbled encryption stuff. Oh yeah, I'd want the full getup though. Yeah. I don't, well, I don't think there are many fat Death Troopers. Well, there we go. We're gonna do it. <laughs> Welcome to the outro of the podcast. If you sat through our podcast and listened to everything, thank you. We appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And uh, we know there's a few of you out there, at least a few. 
Um, we have some exciting news for next episode before we do the how to contact us. Uh, next episode, we're covering Andor, episode 8, obviously. And we're also covering a new TV series that's coming out, and it's six shorts that are about 15 minutes long each. And it's covering, it's called Tales of the Jedi, covering Ahsoka and Count Dooku. And mm -hmm. we have a guest on for both of those episodes. So we have one for Tales of the Jedi and for Andor episode eight. And that is our buddy Brian Balance from Florida. And he'll be on the episode uh, for both of them, actually. Yeah. So you'll see and hear him, or not see, you'll hear him on the podcast <laughs> next time. But yeah, Nomad, would you like to let listeners know how to contact us and let us know what they thought of this episode and everything up to it? <laughs> We gotta keep that in. Wow, that was oh, fucking perfect. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was Thank real, you. everybody. That was real. Thank you, my own body, for fucking sabotaging <laughs> oh, me. Jesus. That was amazing. You trying to choke yourself? I just took a breath, and it all, all ah. of the saliva went down the wrong pipe. <laughs> oh, that's great. Ah. God damn it. I'm keeping that shit all in, right. Noma. So when we're not that dying... That needs to be a sound bite for, so that is amazing. When we're not dying because of our own bodies, uh, the, there are a variety of ways that you can get into contact with us. Uh, one of the easiest is our website, which is voiceoftheforce.com. Once again, we're going to plug our new merch shop, which is shop.voiceoftheforce.com. Did you ever want uh, underwear yeah. with our logo on it? No? <laughs> Crop top Good. Underwear. You can't get that. Yeah. You can't get that. <laughs> we're just going to dominate the market <laughs> with this. <laughs> Email-wise, uh, we are connect at voiceoftheforce.com. Social media-wise, we're on Twitter and Instagram. The handle for both is at VoiceForcePod. As always, retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets does help with growing our listener base and is very much appreciated. And you can listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and all major podcast platforms. As always, reviewing us five stars and a comment helps with visibility, and you can subscribe for free to the latest episode as soon as it releases. And remember, everything is... Oh, my God. Everything. <laughs> everything. Everything. Everything is treason now. Saying treason is treason now. How dare you? Take him down. I was going to vote a paddle. That's a paddle. <laughs>